Hi everybody, how's it going and welcome to the GA and Gym podcast. My name is Oshin Quinn and we are back for episode 15. It's the first episode, episode of 2020. So this is a big one, we've got a good one as well. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for 2020 to pump out some more of these podcasts. The end of 2019 we started it and it's been going really well and the support we've got has been amazing. So if we could keep that going, you could keep sharing these. That means so much um, and it really does help. So say we've got a big one here for episode 15 um i was really happy to get um a lady on the podcast uh haven't got one up to date and um haven't had anybody that's within camogie so um this is a really good way to start 2020 this podcast i think is going to be really good um a lot of different things are touched on in this uh number one it's playing at the county level it's uh, a lot of talk about um ladies sport and where it's at at the minute and you know can it grow? Is it growing? Is it being moved in the right direction? Um, and then chat a lot about mental health too, which is um, you know, it's obviously something that's being talked about a lot more now. But um, we talk a wee bit about that there, and um, it's just a lot of interesting stories in this one. And I really enjoyed actually going down and doing this podcast, and I enjoyed the conversation. Um, you get a sense of what people are like, and it was just a real genuine conversation. I really enjoyed it, and probably could have sat and chatted for another hour as well. Um, so it was um it was really good and I enjoyed listening back to it as soon as I got back in the car after recording and was listening to it. Um so I'm hoping you're gonna enjoy it too. So without further ado, we have Ashton Thompson on the podcast, um Cork Senior Camog, multiple All Ireland winner, the uh Captain Cork and um multiple all our accolades and um just a really good person, had a really good conversation, got a great story to share. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy it. So yeah, this is episode episode 15 of the GA and Gym podcast with Ashleen Thompson. Ashleen, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. That's good. That's good. Um, so as Sandy, before you came on, I haven't been a massive follower of like Camogie and uh, ladies football. And I put out, like, who should I get on? Your name kept coming up and kept coming up. Mm. And then I went and uh, checked up on your Instagram, and you've got like nearly forty thousand followers, and you're verified. You're, you're pretty much like a celebrity. Um, well, I'm not really sure what you define as a celebrity, <laughs> but uh, you're yeah. well known. How did that? Like, how did you grow such a big following? Because there's obviously lots of other really good camogie players, but like, how did? Yeah. Um. Well, I suppose you could say it was kind of by accident, really. Right. Um. So I'd say it was back in 2013 or 14. I remember I did, um, <coughs> there was a journalist from the Independent that was just interested in um, my tattoos right. because it was kind of unfamiliar at yeah. the time for a Camogie player uh-huh. to have uh, a sleeve. It's different. Yeah, so she was just interested in the story or that uh-huh. was there a background or some form of story to tell. Um and I had just kind of made my way back onto the intercounty setup at that time too. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, we just sat down and had a conversation, and I spoke a lot about um, mental health and yeah. my own personal struggles, but um, not with the intention of it becoming telling my story, but yeah. just that's kind of what the what the sleeve and the tattoo was wrapped around. Um, yeah. It was just an obstacle that kind of happened in my life and uh-huh. it just it just grew from there. It just exploded from there. Like so, It's amazing, like by accident it kind of exploded. Yeah, um, I think there I definitely had some bit of fear just in general of sitting down and kind of talking to someone because I was yeah. like, 
oh god it's, it might be in a paper or you know um but i suppose i didn't actually realize the extent of the attention that it would get yeah. um and that's kind of what i was afraid of initially is just sitting down having a conversation but when you're not n- used to like national newspapers and things like that you don't know what uh, people are kind of going to take from it like so i think that's it and you always think about the worst case yeah from it too but there was probably yeah it probably was only a positive came yeah. off it and i'm sure a lot of people took yeah. a lot from it as well Oh, definitely um n- mental health wasn't really a subject yeah. in that moment w- what would that have been a couple of years ago then or would that have been like within the la- past year or that you sort of that you said that story um no that would have been god it's 2020 so bones of six years ago yeah um and mental health kind of has like it really wouldn't have been chatted about no oh not at all that's why and it was more so in the moment that i was terrified because Mm -hmm. i remember it kind of came to my head the story behind the tattoo now we had only we had only spoke briefly like before we did the interview, but in that moment I was like, oh my god, should I say? It? Do you know because yeah. mental health was taboo, uh-huh. um, struggle was something that was seen as a weakness. So I was terrified in the moment to like yeah. say it or not. But um, there was obviously something in me that well, I have an element to my personality where I just don't care what people think in yeah. a sense. So <laughs> that obviously showed yeah. <laughs> at the time. But it uh, um, it shows obviously how much people kind of valued it and that that it did explode yeah. and then your name exploded with it too. Of like course. And yeah. then like you're on Late Late Show and you had a Locker Gale episode and all that there. Yeah. Was that not like from, like I know it kind of came from just that one story so it was all that attention all about mental for you like within the yeah. that space of time? Um, definitely. I think at the time I didn't even realise because... It was like going from one extreme to the next. You're kind of a, you're a nobody one minute and the next second people are talking about you. Yeah, and everyone knows you. Yeah, like obviously playing in an inter-county setup, there's a certain amount of people that would know you from Cork. Yeah. But when that grows to kind of a nationwide thing, it's, I don't know, I just, and I was kind of young, I wasn't used to it, so I I didn't really know how to take, I didn't really think about it, like I think more so after a few years it kind of started to affect me a small bit yeah um not in terms of like what people taught me and stuff but there's a lot of pressure that comes with um keeping mm. a certain profile i guess yeah and you kind of always feel that people are watching you like yeah um and then obviously when it comes to playing intercounty and we do compete at such a high level mm-hmm. um yeah and at club you know club level as well at the same time we had a certain standard like yeah um playing in all Ireland championships and things like that so there was just a lot of pressure surrounded with it I did you find it, 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 it like did you ever think in the games that people would be watching you more closely because of that you know as opposed absolutely to absolutely yeah yeah you become a target as such yeah um now a lot of that is self-inflicted too I wouldn't be exactly the quietest player on the field uh-huh. so yeah <laughs> that's kind of something I've built up over the years um personally but of course I think anyone that has a household name as such yeah um can can be a target at times but yeah definitely yeah. like I even found this year playing like my phone is nowhere near where yours is at but you know whenever you're like we were playing a championship and you kind of as the, as the year goes on you get the sense whenever you're on the ball it's like is people watching me now a wee bit differently yeah. rather than before and 
then like it does get in your head a wee bit mm. and that's like at the minor level yeah you know and if it was a of course you know so it, i think it's one of them things you you probably don't appreciate something like that until you think there's l- more people watching me now than yeah. you before exactly Which like obviously when you're in the moment you don't think about it yeah do you know when you're when you're obviously playing and things like that everything just leaves my mind it wouldn't affect me once the ball is thrown yeah. in but I think when players kind of say, oh, do you know, it doesn't affect me or yeah. like, let's be realistic. There is absolutely a certain amount of pressure. Like nobody is used yeah. to being the talk or, mm-hmm. do you know, that kind of way. So um, for me to say, oh, no, like, I don't really think much of it, like, w- yeah. would be a lie because it's hard it to ignore. It's hard, hard to ignore what surrounds it. Yeah. And do you think it's made you like the extra pressure? Do you think it makes you play better or? Or do you think it's made a difference? No, there is a obviously an expectation and a high one, but yeah. I think just from a very young level and the type of players and, and teams that I've been surrounded <coughs> with, um, we've always had that uh, confidence in ourselves and mm-hmm. um, we've been extremely successful from, you know, a young age all the way up to Intercounty. So I think just the... Just the environment I was brought up around um, in sport was an extremely positive one. And um, yeah. I think it, it was more so the players and, and management and, and people that I was surrounded with um, from a very young age up to Intercounty is what kind of, um, I suppose, do you know, it's, it's always kind of the way I've been. And yeah, it's helped me to kind of. Yeah, definitely. Like, I suppose whenever you're kind of. And you've been in teams that have been winning so long, and you've always had pressure yeah. on you too. You're a bit more used to dealing with it, and maybe probably, I'm guessing, being one of yeah. the bigger players in the team, you exactly. used to sort of. I didn't really have to overthink how to adapt to those scenarios. Yeah. Um, it was just a wee bit extra than before. Yeah, and of course, I, I like, like at the same time, I like pressure. Do you know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. even big days, like big games, mm-hmm. they're the games where I kind of bring the best out of myself, um, and that's just the way it is. Like so. Um. Yeah, of course, it it can kind of get into your head and things like that before the day comes. But I think with age, with experience, um, you learn how to adapt. You har- learn how you know to cope yeah. like with those pressures and nerves. And as I said, once you've been involved in an environment that can handle that pressure from a very young age up to um senior level, no matter what the circumstance or profile, yeah. um, you just you just learn how to how yeah, to you learn how to get on with it. Yeah, get on yeah. with it, exactly, yeah. And um, as you've kind of grown, has, like, have you been seeing more people coming to you for, like, promotions and advertising and stuff like yeah. that? And is, is that obviously increased as well along with it? Yeah, I, I suppose I've been extremely lucky um, in my intercounty career. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was kind of initially opening up about mental health and struggles and things like that, that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's nothing new a player to have struggles yeah. outside of sport mm-hmm. no matter how strong you seem to be or seem to look or perceive to be um but yeah a lot of a lot of opportunities came my way yeah. over the years and i'm extremely grateful and absolutely lucky to have those yeah. um so yeah it's been definitely a roller coaster yeah and an experience like yeah so and um how long have you been playing for cork then so I remember I was first kind of um, on, I emerged into the panel, I'd say I was around 17, mm-hmm. 16, 17. 
16, I think. It was around that leaving cert time, fifth year, sixth year. Um, but then it just, like, it was a totally different generation uh-huh. back then. Um, like, that Cork team, you know, when I was that age, were phenomenal athletes and players. Yeah. And I just felt like it was extremely overwhelming at the time. And, you know, I'd leaving certain things to do. And I just knew, but I'm the type of person anyway, that if I know that something's too big for me, uh-huh. I kind of like to, you know, drop back a small yeah. bit and just reevaluate. But then, um, sixteen's young, like for going yeah. to the senior panel against. Yeah, the exactly. A- Actually, like. I I played. Um, I think it was a league game against Kilkenny, and I was on Elaine Aylward. Right. Uh, at wing back, and she's like extremely tall, like you uh-huh. know, very strong, would absolutely blow you off the ball, yeah. and I was like. A little squirt, like, do you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Skinny, like, no muscle whatsoever. Uh-huh. There was no such thing as strength and conditioning at yeah. the time, like. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm weighing over my head here. Do you know? Yeah. Now, I was always a confident player, like, but I was confident enough in myself to say, call, this like is not yeah. for me just yet. Um, but then as the so years went on, you just... So when, when were you properly starting, you know, as a sort of main player? Uh, so... I kind of played with the, what would you say, developments, even uh, senior B or intermediate. Mm-hmm. I did, like, you know, dabbled in that for a few years to kind of yeah. bring up um, my level of play, I suppose. But I had a car accident as well in 2009 right. when I was 19. Uh-huh. Um, so that obviously set me back for two or three years. Yeah. Um, that was the main reason, but I, I emerged back onto the squad then in 2013. Um, we won our first All Ireland club, right? Um, at senior level, you were a big part of that then. That so year, yeah. yeah, it was 2012, but obviously the finals mm-hmm. are played in March, so it was 13. Mm-hmm. And that year, I was asked to come back onto the or onto the intercounty senior team. Yeah, and um, was that not kind of a great moment, like from having such a sort of roller coaster yeah. up to that point? Like, yeah, it was. It definitely was. No, I actually hadn't the intention of playing for Cork. Right. Um, I just was kind of, I suppose we were so focused on club. And I think there was only two girls at the time that were on the Cork senior mm-hmm. panel that played for our club. Now, you could have had 10 on that team. Yeah. Um, they're phenomenal players. like, And I think every single one of them have played inter-county at some uh-huh. point underage. Um, but we were just so focused. We were like an inter-county setup as it was. Yeah. Um, and club was number one for me. So I didn't want to upset that. Like, we had one goal and one focus. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually questioned it a lot, and it was only for a couple of players on the Milford squad that said, do you know what, go for it, because you uh-huh. never know what might happen. You're not glad you And I was adamant that I wasn't yeah. ever going to play for Cork again. Um, it worked out well then. Yeah. And then I was like, do you know what? <laughs> it actually mightn't be a bad idea, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I was only one of the two of the girls that kind of pushed me to do it, and yeah, so. And then um, playing for Cork for the first couple of times, what was that like? It was very daunting. Um, you know, I when you're so used to being around um, a group of a certain mm-hmm. group of players yeah. and emerging into you know I set up where there's players from all angles of the county mm-hmm. and. You know, there's a certain amount of revenge and things yeah. <laughs> built up, you yeah. know, with clubs. So obviously it was it was huge, like, but 
I always kind of went in, put the head down, did my job. Yeah. There's players that were there for years, like, um, but I've always showed them the respect, you mm-hmm. know, that they deserved. But just kept the head down, minding my own business, had one or two of the Milford girls to kind of keep yeah. me going. And, you know, I was, ha- I was happy out, like. Yeah. Yeah. And then how long after that was it that you just won All-Ireland or you f- the first All-Ireland? We actually got only got to a semi-final that year right. uh, against Kilkenny. Um and yeah, but the following year was when it's when we won our f- when I won my first one. Was that not amazing? Won the first one, like yeah, like being your. I'm sure since you started playing, like that is the dream. Yeah, it was definitely. Um, and I never thought that it would. No, don't get me wrong. I don't think there's anything like club winning yeah. a club all Ireland. Uh-huh. It's but it's a completely different feeling. But I never thought that it would actually. And I know it sounds strange, but it would actually mean so much right um because i it was only my second year back uh-huh. totally unfamiliar with the group of players but um i think it's one once you cross the four white lines it's just yeah everything emotion everything takes over so you never actually expect a reaction you yeah. get when you're only two years playing with these people yeah um but oh it was unbelievable like it's it's the ultimate you know yeah the ultimate goal how do you how do you go from winning that there to going back to like a normal club game? Is it not just like such a drop in the buzz or No, because Milford are just that level. Yeah. You know. Now obviously things have changed a lot in the last couple uh-huh. of years. You know, we've lost about twenty of the panel we used to have back in thir- two thousand thirteen. You must have a massive um, panel as well, like Oh Did yeah, we big, had thirty odd. And like Milford is just a tiny village in really? the middle of nowhere, yeah. But it's just that group of players yeah. that developed from when I was five, six, the whole way up. Like, and we obviously had, you know, younger girls then as well that, yeah, w- like were driven by us basically. Uh-huh. Um, so we had thirty, thirty something on the panel in the beginning. Um, but yeah, it was no. I I'd look forward to going back. Like I couldn't wait. Yeah, you didn't like the motivation. Didn't go after that there. No, absolutely not. Because we only had one thing on our minds again was to win another All Ireland. Yeah. So. And then when did you you were were you only sort of made captain then within the past couple of years or was it soon after that there um, first All Ireland? So oh God, when was I captain? I should know this. <laughs> Big it moment. Was <laughs> <laughs> it was two thousand and fifteen. Was it? So yeah, it was 2013 was the first, 2014 was the second, 2000 and yeah, 15 I was captain mm-hmm. then. Oh God, that could be wrong. Somewhere <laughs> around that anyway. Or 16. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh, no, it was 15. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so after winning yeah. the Club All-Ireland in... 13, 14, it must be in the 15th, August. You win that many All-Irelands, you just lose <laughs> count of them just. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, you see, I've been out of the out of the framework now for the last few months yeah. that like <laughs> it's really hard to think about it. Yeah. And more often than not, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Um, it was either 15 or 16. 15 and 16, I captained for two years. Uh-huh. And... Um, <laughs> Did you find like you had a change in the thing in your cabin? Like, did you feel like you had to be on people's backs or talking to people more? Did it did, did it change anything? Like, I remember actually after we won our second club all Ireland, I thought you know that it was kind of my turn in a sense. Not mm-hmm. even my turn, but you see, 
um, Cork at the time, whoever won the county championship um, club got captaincy right. um, of the inter-county setup. That's the way it works. Is that the way, like, because uh, I've seen Kerry with the football, is that the way it works? Same sort yeah. of idea? Yeah. No, it's not the same as in I think they've changed. Have We've they? changed that in the last few years, yeah. Um, because you'd, you'd have clubs that are winning four and five. Uh, we won five, four counties in a row. Do so you think that's a, a g- like obviously it worked out well, but uh, do you know you think that's a good thing? I think, I think, you see, we only had two players then at the time. There yeah. was three on the panel when I first came back from Milford, but then we only had two. So it was kind of between two of us. Yeah. And I'll never forget when I was just saying it was my turn, but like, I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I want that. Uh-huh. I don't like that kind of pressure i suppose that added pressure and some people are just born to kind of do it yeah now i wouldn't say i'm not a leader but i wouldn't have ex- exactly spoken my mind too much or right. you know opened up in the dressing room but um i think there's a certain amount or of right in a sense uh-huh. i think if you get to that yeah you know count but i think then at the same time if you have clubs that are winning four or five in a row i, I don't think it's any harm that yeah and maybe it's passed down to somebody else if that club feel comfortable. Yeah, like um, that obviously seems to be something in the south. Like I've never really heard that done yeah. in the north. Um, I wouldn't which say is it's interesting a good or a like bad thing. Some people might say it's a terrible thing. I um, suppose the idea in that, like you have a, a leader of a winning team coming in, that it probably makes sense now exactly. because they've obviously done something right. It's just what we've done. Yeah. So I don't know, is it good or bad? But I think. I think it's nice that if you get all the way to winning a county championship that yeah. you might have the opportunity then to captain your county if, if you're playing. Yeah, you know. it's a nice wee bonus. Um, it is, exactly, but yeah, some like at the time for me though, I was like, oh God, I don't know if I could do that. Uh-huh. Um, so I actually didn't though, it was the following year um, and I think that was my third year in. Yeah. So I was far more comfortable with it like mm-hmm. at, that, at that point. Yeah. But I don't know if I'd ever do it again though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now that year we won the All Ireland, so that's that box ticked. <laughs> what was that like lifting the trophy and all? And oh, it's unbelievable. It's yeah. I don't know. It's like every year it seems to be a different feeling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Like when you look back now and say that you captained your county to. It's pretty unique. All Ireland success. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool, I suppose. It yeah. Uh, it's one of them things like you'll you'll remember and people remember yeah. you for for a long, long time. Exactly. Which um, not many people get like. Yeah, but I think it's important to pass that on then and give other people the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's nice to do it once, but I don't think it would be an easy job to do it over and over again. So. Be nice to try all the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So whenever. You know, at those times, whenever you were winning all Ireland's, and what was the sort of usual week looking like for you? You know, in terms of training, because I know like a lot is made of within football and hurling the demands. You know, is it is it similar yeah. in Camogie? Oh yeah, it would be. Um, so I'm living out in Newtown Chandram, which is over an hour mm-hmm. before from Cork. So for me, it's a massive demand. Um, an hour to training every day. Is that what you said, sorry? So we'd be training three to four times a week, four mm-hmm. times up to championship collectively. Now, yeah. obviously, you have your gym sessions too. So you could be out five, six days a week, like. 
Um, so it's definitely. And did you say it t- t- takes you an hour to get? Yeah, it takes just over an hour. Yeah. Now I did actually for a couple of years move up to the city because I felt like you know. I suppose Cork's a lot so big of as well. Like yeah, it's it? massive, and not just for me, but for there was a co- there's a couple of other players too that yeah. travel long distances like, and it's tough going definitely. Um, but I moved up to the city then for a couple of seasons because made this life way yeah. easier. But it's a lot of driving, like yeah. It is, but then I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could settle. Like, Aye. I don't think I was as comfortable in the city as I would be at home. So yeah. we're so used to traveling, you know, from from underage. Like, so yeah. it's not as it's not as bad as you think. I suppose you get your sit as well. Yeah, like. you do definitely. Yeah, that's um, like it's a lot of a lot of time. Do you feel like Camogie probably gets? Do you think it gets the recognition it deserves for the effort it just put in? No, but um, probably not. But I don't think that's down to like one thing. Yeah. Um. I mean, you could blame, you could blame so many people for that. Um. But like, it doesn't really get the recognition. But I just think if there was a lot more publicity around Camogie, yeah. that. At least, I think that in itself is some form of recognition. Yeah. Like, let's say, you know, ladies football there now in the last couple mm-hmm. of years, it's, it's massive now. It's huge because yeah. they're getting the ads, they're getting their posters, they're getting... Uh, and it's, the it's games, like. Yeah, exactly. And they're getting their television coverage, all that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and I think that in itself is recognition when you're being recognized and yeah. um, put up on a certain platform and you know getting s- like people sponsorships and things yeah. like that um i think that in itself alone so maybe i don't know the camogie need to uh, has it that, been improving or changing in the past while or is it it has but i think it's definitely stuck in a rut at the moment yeah Um we've seen every other sport i feel evolve but i think camogie is one that hasn't in terms of like step. that kind of professionalism nearly yeah, or, yeah. exactly um now funding things like that it's extremely hard to come by yeah um so the setup in general would be extremely basic um on an intercounty level but it's because there isn't there isn't resources there yeah um but i feel like if camogie was put out there on a certain platform and put out there and you know social media and getting bigger sponsors big bigger better sponsors behind yeah. the sport um to put it out there exactly like the ladies football has been yeah i think like you know when you're up at i think we were up at the semi-final uh the football and there was uh was it like a 2020 promotion mm. or something like that yeah there? i don't know um, if i'm just making up two numbers there but there was the a, like one, a ladies yeah. football promotion so it's too was it by 2020 they would have so many yeah yeah something like that i know but the fact they had it in front of everybody and then it was being like a dublin had it as their sponsors yeah. and but it made you sort of look into it more and think about it more and then obviously definitely but i don't like it promotes women's sport as a whole yeah so like uh, to me that has done nothing for camogie yeah um and uh, see a lot a lot of people like to put a label on things and just expect growth that's it like you know it, it might say oh we might have this and this and this by 2020 but realistically who knows the numbers yeah and i feel like the sport you can see in the attendance it was growing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So for me, I feel like people like to put a label on things. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people kind of when they do see something, they're like, oh, and tend to believe it like the minute they see it. So until you actually see the improvement and see the growth or like look at numbers, which are rarely shown. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, just a lot of people are looking for a job and just to put a label on something uh, for me. Like tick the boxes and do yeah. a few things and... Yeah, you know it's in that year. It's not really anything sustainable over over a long term. Like no, um, I I just don't think so. I no, I could be absolutely wrong because again, I'm not there in the background. Yeah, in an office, knowing what's going on or mm-hmm. what's improving. But from a personal perspective, and you know, when it comes to even growth, when it comes to player welfare or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's the same thing, like year in year right. out. Well, I would know, like from from my point of view looking at it i never you never see any promotion for camogie or, no. or anything even la- ladies football like i'd say if you were to ask majority of people maybe it's just up in the north it's yeah. just not given the same the same attention but mm. if you were to ask majority of people who won all ireland last year they probably wouldn't know yeah. but if it was hurling or football everybody would know oh yeah um and even on tv i yeah. can't remember the last time you see now Camogie match on, on TV, I know. even though Slack Neil are doing so well and teams like that. But so they've taken the club finals, which is yeah crazy. I think when, when we played on our few, that was that yeah. was the few that were televised, but it's gone now. Like I know there's that there's maybe I've just missed games, but you see very very little, and even mm-hmm. on like social medias for the Gaelic or, or football, there's mm-hmm. you know you always see the highlights yeah. of the matches, but you don't see yeah. and but things like that doesn't help like. Even, let's say, and I'll never forget it, going back there, just, let's say, when Cork played their semi-final this year in the Camogie, yeah. and uh, they played Galway, and that's an All-Ireland Championship semi-final, and I picked up a national newspaper, and I won't mention the one, mm-hmm. um, and, or, sorry, not a tabloid, but what are the other, what's the word for those big newspapers? Uh, a good one, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Another good one in this case. newspapers. Yes. Um, so yeah, there was no report on the game. Really? Yes. The semi-final. And I actually couldn't believe it, but that's what it, when it brought me back to these people who were like, "Oh, this will get better," like the twenty twenty kind of, like, should you not have made sure? Now yeah. it's not down to them. I don't know, but like, if yeah. you're promoting that sort of campaign, how could you not make sure that like Aye. that would be in Camogie, there? At the end of the day, like, there's a vast majority are not even there's just a wide variety of women's sport mm-hmm. in the country but ladies football and camogie are probably one at the top yeah so how did you not I pet- make sure you would think that would be obvious there's like, obviously you? someone that's working behind the scenes to make these changes yeah. for 2020 but there's a an all-around camogie championship game on their semi-final and there's no report Aye, like in the biggest newspaper the following day you would think whenever you're doing something like that you go right let's get in yeah. all the medias and that so that for me sense. it's just things like that like how can you expect the game to grow and progress yeah when you're not doing the simple things you know, like that but no one's going to call anyone out in it do you think that within like uh ladies sport in general in ireland there isn't enough people maybe talking enough about it or no i don't think so but i think people are afraid to talk about it too yeah um I mean, you don't want to insult anyone to the point where it might affect your team or yeah. yourself as a player. Do you know, people 
people take things to heart very easily. Yeah. So you don't want to upset anyone at the same time. I think, you know, if if I especially if, if I was retired anyway, I'd, I definitely wouldn't hold back. Yeah. But I think I have a duty as a team player not to not to say certain things. And that's wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right, but uh, like there's a certain fear because you you can't you can't insult people. Like. Yeah, and you don't want it to be like this is you know if you're if you're captain and you say it and yeah. the Cork team thinks this. Yeah, yeah I actually, it's just your opinion. But yeah, you can label it as a team, and then the team exactly. comes more pressure. So and you, you can understand it. Like you can insult people, you know, that run the show or are above yeah. that or surrounding that. You don't want to insult people. It's very easy. Like so. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so yeah. It'll be interesting to see how those sports grow over the next sort of couple mm-hmm. of years. It will. Um, you you can only imagine with social media and everything growing, it should get better mm-hmm. in the way the ladies' game is going. But, but that's it. You need somebody you see that's going to use that platform. Yeah. I mean, everybody picks up a phone now. You know, um, so like, it's using that social platform to yeah. grow the game exactly like ladies football have mm-hmm. in the last couple of years um and that's key that's how we're going to grow the sport is to put it out there and you know put it on a visual platform for young girls and teenagers to look yeah. at and parents even to see that like oh you know that's cool like yeah i think that's probably a thing that because obviously within female sport there's a big drop off mm-hmm. when you get to a certain age yeah probably one of the things that contributes to it is whenever you don't see the games and you don't see mm. um exactly even athletes himself yeah. you don't have that sort of buy-in like oh, i want to keep doing this no here. which um, doesn't help you know the drop off within female sport in yeah. general like it's huge nowadays yeah. but again there's so much pressure when it comes to things like instagram and celebrities yeah. and all this crack and that's what children are looking at that's what teenagers are looking yeah. at and um you know self like image and everything that's what they're worried about so if you're not going to put lady sport out there as something that's cool and still feminine and you can still be a girly girl or yeah. whatever the case may be, um, if you're not promoting <coughs> the sport in that way too, to kind of say to girls that it's absolutely, you know, it's class-like. Yeah. That's what you should be aiming to be like. Yeah. Because there's so many positives to playing sport, but getting to that level too, like, and anything is possible. Nobody's special, like. Yeah, that's it, like. That's um, it. But... Yeah, I don't know. It's just little by little, though, it is getting better in a sense. But like, I think there could be far more done. Like you say, you so don't the see minimum, it. The minimum effort is sort of it's the minimum effort. It's like, yeah. oh, the, the semi-finals are on the television now this yeah. year. Holy God. Aye. And it's posted everywhere on you know, yeah. social media and people are like, oh, that's brilliant now, isn't <laughs> it? Again, just putting a label on it, being like, yeah. oh, God, televising one game Things is are moving like on phenomenal. So yeah. Like, we have moved 10-plus years yeah. into the future. Do you know? It's like, how, like... Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it makes when sense, you look so at like it that way, at all. But that, that's right, because I never even really thought of it that way, because you obviously, the, the ladies, the football games were televised, and yeah. even the attendance had went up, and everyone mm-hmm. was like, this is amazing. You're like play that's good now whenever i sit and think should about be him, the like, way like that's uh, really not that impressive like yeah. it's the way it no makes sense like it should yeah. be like that i mean i don't think there's i i just don't see the obstruction you know or how it's that difficult to grow the game yeah at a you know a much higher level or whatever more a bigger speed but 
again, I'm no expert. I'm not in the background. I don't know what the yeah. obstacles are. And obviously money is, cash is king. Yeah. And the GAA have a much bigger bank account than the Camogie Association. Yeah. Let's be realistic. Um, again, I haven't seen the account, so <laughs> I, I could be wrong. We can assume. <laughs> we can assume. But I don't know. For me as a player, um, yeah, and the way sport has changed so much, like I just don't see how there's enough resources there. But there is sports like you look at um, something like CrossFit, mm. like the female athletes in that are viewed at the very same level as yeah. the males, and if anything, they're nearly more famous than the males. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because of the nature of the sport, but you know what. It is possible that that can be done. Yeah. But, but there's no different, like, media no. or nothing. It's all the same. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely other sports that have done it successfully. Absolutely. Um, and I think even the... I've worked with different brands and, and different companies and, you know, that have had sponsored other athletes um, across the world. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that, like, you know, there was they, their highest paid athlete is female. Yeah. You know, it's. I think in this country, it's extremely difficult. But, um, and don't get me wrong. There's obviously sports worldwide that are are not the same. Yeah. But I've even, um, I remember going to London one time and seeing or went to the Arsenal grounds uh-huh. and met the women's team. Right. And like they're treated the exact same as the men. Yeah. There's no in between now. The money, fair enough. But as I was saying in the beginning. Like they were so, they're they're happy. Do you know what I yeah. mean? They get everything the same level of respect, the same level of resources, equipment, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, they're treated on an exact same playing field as the men, and you know, money to them isn't isn't an issue. Like, yeah, I think that's uh, the key thing as well. But but probably within Ireland, that's something that's still catching up. Like mm. within the county setups, given yeah. each of the teams the same resource. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I t- I think it's just just the way it is in Ireland. Yeah. No, that's probably just the way it is over in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> it's know. one example, but yeah, but you'd see a lot of sports um, worldwide where women are. Yeah, I think on like the same level, if not bigger than. If somebody has done it somewhere, it yeah, can be done, it can be replicated somewhere else, or else some level of it can be replicated. It's just the way it is, though. Yeah. I d- I still don't feel like. Do you know? I think the whole kind of dwelling on all men are better than women and fighting for that constantly I think you kind of have to not make a competition no I don't think so I I think sometimes it is unfair to kind of blame you know oh why are they don't get things that are better there's obviously like people out there and you know people that are responsible Mm -hmm. for you know putting putting the sport on that platform they're the ones that are not doing their job yeah. so i don't think it's fair to blame men or yeah. you know fe- male athletes yeah as to why i mean yeah it's a it's a it's people promoting it and advertising yeah. it and the governing bodies and yeah that's a difficulty yeah um is this mine here or is this yours that's yours um so how was it not playing for cork last year then was that tough to sort of sit out and watch um well, I wasn't watching. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> because yeah. it's not on TV. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, yeah. It was tough, like. It was tough, but I think at the same time, it's just, I wasn't in the frame of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I was playing, I wouldn't have 
got what I wanted out of the year. Yeah. Um, out of myself now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think I was in the right frame of mind. I had a lot going on mm-hmm. in the background. So I feel like, yeah, of course, there's going to be uh, a part of me that's going to miss it. Like, I don't think anyone could say yeah. that they've walked away from an inter-county setup or whatever the case may be <coughs> and not been upset, especially on circumstances that yeah. weren't, you know, it wasn't really my choice at the same yeah. time. So, um, yeah, it's when you're forced into that, it's it's definitely tough. Like, it was, it was, but at the same time, I'm happy I did, like... Yeah, I good to get a bit of a break. Yeah, I was confident in my decision, like... Um, and I don't regret it. Yeah. So was it a hard kind of void to fill? Like that was a lot of your time in the evenings, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um. It definitely was. Yeah. Things got very quiet, but again, I had my club to fall back on. Yeah. Um. So I had that to keep me going, but you know, when you're not training, we wouldn't be. You know, we're not the same team we used to be. Mm-hmm. We kind of had ten turning up to training now which yeah. is very strange it's just not the same people have moved on like yeah the majority of that team are gone so but it's still it, it was still lovely to have have that like and it's always there they fall back on like isn't yeah. it? they're not fall back on but they, they come back to too like yeah definitely um and they're the most supportive people i've ever come yeah. across so it was it was nice though it was nice to cut such a huge part of my life out but have have people like that to fall back on yeah and are you hoping to play then this year, or what's your thoughts? <laughs> if you if you're if you're able um, to, yeah. Well, I haven't decided anything because I just want to make sure that it's right for me. Yeah. Now, of course, I'd love nothing more than to play for my county again because I definitely don't want to finish my career on mm-hmm. anyone else's terms. Yeah. So, um, or just on on that note. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's definitely something that I've thought about, but I want to be in the right frame of mind. So I'm not sure whether that will be this year or next year. Yeah. Or maybe even two years' time. Uh, it's not a decision they rush, like? No, it's not. And I've seen kind of, you know, especially last year, I needed to take that time out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, given the circumstances, but I think I actually just needed a break. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure whether this year is the time. Yeah. But... Then again, who knows? Like, yeah, just have to wait and see. See what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is a podcast partly about gym as well. Do you do any gym work? I do. I'm mad into the gym. That's good. What do you do? I love it. I'm all weights. Yeah. I won't go next or near cardio now. Uh Obviously, if I'm training with Cork, um, I I have a certain program to follow, but, um. I just love weights. Now I'll go for I mm. might my cardio might be going for a run somewhere. Yeah. But I'd never but get up on a treadmill. Like no. Yeah. No. And um what sort of stuff are you do in the gym? Um, so at the moment I've been doing now I went back a few weeks ago just because like even in off season I'm always in the gym because yeah. it's just time to burn. <laughs> I yeah. guess. Yeah. And it's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> um but fashion stretch training it's called. Uh huh. Uh, so obviously the FST yeah seven stuff yeah yeah because I lost um, a lot of muscle mass as well. Now right. I wouldn't have been going to the gym when we were playing club championship mm-hmm. because um, we just like we weren't at that level obviously, and 
at the same time it's kind of we just go out and play and yeah. <laughs> hope for the yeah. best <laughs> which is nice though uh, there's not as much pressure it, no like it's yeah. I actually it's nice to go and enjoy uh-huh. your sport at the same time just have the crack like have a laugh so very few players <laughs> get that the <laughs> exactly so it's definitely an eye opener that like there's so much more to sport yeah. than the pressure that's under you mm-hmm. like uh, you kind of forget to have fun and be happy at times yeah definitely um, and we had a lot of crack this year so that was nice no yeah. pressure but yeah at the moment I'm doing that because I would have lost lost a lot of muscle so what would like a typical workout in that look like for you it's very bodybuilding yeah stuff isn't it it is so you'd have your like it's like biceps triceps mm-hmm. calves day one and then legs day two day three off Mm-hmm. then you're on day four day five day six day off seven so how do you find that i love it yeah yeah i just love kind of progression i love to see um like just change like yeah and i'd spot even the slightest change in my body uh-huh. like i'm very aware of yeah of what goes on like um and obviously what it does for me mentally yeah so um yeah it just gives me a purpose in a sense i think the the gym is is so powerful for oh, clearing your head and yeah. like I same before like I uh, have the gym down there and I I think only probably realized recently like you sort of think for a long time this is just it's my thing it's my mm. gym and then a couple ones were saying like oh you know I just this is my one hour I come down and I clear my head and yeah. you start to realize that Jesus people are coming down here yeah because they maybe had a shit day this is the one hour they're exactly. looking for and it just y- mm-hmm. people can come in a bad mood and leave in a completely yeah. different mood it's an amazing thing yeah. like oh people just kind of it's just yeah because like even when i went back like <coughs> people kind of got the intention oh she's definitely coming back you yeah. know this year and yeah. it's like no like it's just it just does something like it's uh, i get out kind of i've no one annoying me i always go on my own as well yeah i just love going on my own to the gym which probably most people hate but yeah um yeah it just it just makes me feel like it just makes you feel like you have a purpose and yeah yeah it just makes you feel good and whatever i don't know as you said just a, an escape yeah like a, i was a doing like a, a podcast with um guys in mma fighter paul hughes is called and um we were chatting that like how more people don't train or go to the gym every mm, day is amazing I know. I know it's like you know the difficulty of actually going and doing it yeah. but the feeling you get after it is yeah. you'll never feel bad about no. doing it but i feel like a lot of people then are very body conscious do you know so especially women so like they're kind of conscious of who's going to be there do you know what yeah. i mean or what am i going to wear and stuff like that but um it's obviously grown a lot over the last couple of years like yeah. i think it's definitely improving another thing i see a lot is like i think women seem to be very scared of going to the gym and and getting like really big mm. like i I love ones doing something they're like exactly they're like, gosh I don't want to get really big shoulders and arms I'm like I know don't and that's it. the fear don't as well in kids when it comes to staying yeah playing camogie playing sports staying on the right track <coughs> that's that's another thing that they're conscious of is yeah. like I don't want to get like too muscly or masculine in yeah. inverted commas looking do you know so and that's it and you sort of like well why why do you know yeah why? and like just yeah. you know, there's never any reason why and yeah um it's just the fear i don't know there's just a fear when it comes to women of it's image though like yeah people are so self-conscious but i feel like that's kind of 
you know, it's it's like I think there's a society, there's a lot of things to blame for that too. Like yeah. it's not just something that's internal. Yeah, no, I think so. Like I think obviously as social media and things like that grow, people do tend to image becomes a bigger thing, but it's probably improving though. The mm. more there's more, a lot more people and a lot more yeah, women going to the gym. Yeah, there's way more talk about it yeah. and people are you know as in body shaming and all that kind of crack like people are fully you know they open up about it on their instagram there's yeah. plenty of influencers i suppose or yeah. people out there that like love their bodies and kind of put it out there for other people to yeah to um to get uh i don't know whatever they get off it but yeah i think social media has a lot to do with improving that like in yeah no matter what what age no matter what shape no matter you know that kind of way like that everybody can go to the gym and that's it's kind of become a um a culture yeah and i think whenever people sort of get the idea that it's not so much for your physical health as there's more for your head just clearing your head and i think people are realizing that now and people that come down to me or people that message me they sort of are coming more around that Mm. idea that it's not so much a physical thing yeah that's just like the byproduct of it exactly and there's everything science everything to back that so yeah 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 um so you're saying to start about kind of the thing that got you a lot of um attention was your sort of story about mental health Mm -hmm. could you sort of go over it in your own sort of words i know there's probably a lot of newspapers and stories and all yeah like what's your kind of what's your story been with it um so i would have grown up you know, with a huge sporting background as in my mother was like heavily involved. So um, she would have been involved with setting up the Camogie Club in Milford. That was only set up in 97, I think. Um, but she was the driving force behind sport in the school. So sorry, she she's a national school teacher in Milford. Right. Okay. Um, and there was another couple like Anne Watson, another lady who was heavily involved in Camogie and the sport in the school also. Um, and obviously people around the village and stuff they kind of seen the talent and you know which yeah. we've always had um so ma'am was the driving force behind me mm-hmm. um she was an athlete herself and like played everything did hockey won two all-irelands with football and you know yeah. just like yeah. and my dad would have played so we just grew up around that mm-hmm. ga environment um so yeah i would have had a you know as in a very successful sporting uh-huh. life and a uh, life in general all the way up through national school secondary school um and we kind of played everything throughout the yeah. years uh-huh. seven days a week on the road kind of a job like as in mom wanted me stuck yeah. and everything um and that continued up around you know my teenage years and i it was 2009 then i had um a car accident mm-hmm. um and I had just emerged into the intercounty setup, kind of. I, I still was kind of there and thereabouts. Yeah. Like, um, that was after my leaving cert, my first year of college. Uh-huh. So I had big plans to kind of get back on, you know, yeah. the intercounty road and try and make that, um, get to that standard. And obviously, I had the car accident then, and just had neck and back injuries, and um, for about three years it took to recover. Now, again, that recovery time was extended due to the fact that um, I just, I kind of broke down, um, went seven days a week, as I said, to like nothing. 
so yeah. I think it was just a massive shock to the system and I didn't really know how to cope with it and then I um, fell into a bout of mental health issues and just not knowing how to cope or deal with that circumstance yeah um just kind of put my time into hanging around people that just weren't good for me and trying to find another um way to fill that void but keep that excitement going so just up to all sorts and just fell into about a depression and well you know kind of just lost my way like i wasn't the same person or athlete and you know i had a huge i had a massive part of my life taken away from me at such a young age and there was no resources out there at the time yeah on how to cope so i just lost it lost a rag basically yeah and went down a bad path and escalated from there for about three or four years um i suppose like that being such like it was your purpose your whole life and then for that while it going away it's Mm -hmm. it's a a tough thing to deal with yeah and then as you said at that time, nobody was ever talking about Yeah, this. no. So you probably felt like you're on your own nearly. Oh, yeah, like just at war with yourself. Mm. Why am I feeling this way, like, do you know? And and you, fe- you feel like so much resentment against everyone. Yeah. Um. Even like my beliefs in God, I was like, why do I deserve this? Like, why am I feeling this way? Uh-huh. Do you know, totally incapable of... of trying to figure out what was yeah. going on or and like I went to counsellors even and things like that but I just had a lot of resentment um, a lot of anger I suppose because um, when you're not when you're not the same person or athlete even when I did go back training and competing I wasn't at the same level yeah. and that was extremely frustrating because I couldn't figure out why but it was simply because my well-being and my mental health was struggling massively yeah um, but no resources wasn't spoke about so um so how did you bring yourself out of that then um so i kind of just hit rock bottom i don't know it's just uh now i always i I never gave up the sport like when i did go back after the car accident um no i was a completely different person like i was still heavily um what would you say just heavily at war with myself uh-huh. still um so when i did go back like i would have been extremely angry and frustrated on yeah. the pitch and like a target but again completely self-inflicted yeah. like i'd look for it do you know what i mean an argument or whatever um on the field but it was completely out of frustration uh-huh. um and then we had the same kind of coaches and people with us throughout the years and again they couldn't understand where this anger and frustration was coming from uh-huh. now they knew that i was up to no good in my personal life but yeah. they decided to um teach me a lesson by taking me off or yeah do you know and it just it just it was like a ticking time bomb yeah um and eventually it just came to a head where i felt worthless you know i didn't want to continue on feeling that way um and I think hitting rock bottom and, you know, knowing that, like, and tomorrow was never a better day. Yeah. That was the thing. Like, do you know the way people would say, like, tomorrow will always yeah. be better? It just wasn't at the time. Um, And I think that's what people fail to understand about suicide and, and things like that mm-hmm. and why it's so sudden is because you never see tomorrow getting better. And that's just how I felt. Yeah. 
I was like, I'm not improving in my sp- sport. And that was my whole life. Yeah. Um, so what's the point? Um, yeah, so I was just at my wit's end. And I think I was actually ready to transfer clubs mm. as well. Because I, s- I got sick of the way I was being treated. Yeah. Um, but again, that was just complete <coughs> anger and frustration and not looking at it from anybody else's side. But again, not opening up about it, though. Yeah. At war with myself, but I wouldn't tell anyone. Yeah. So how are they supposed to understand what you're going through if you don't talk about it? Yeah. Um, and so they just didn't know what to do, like. Uh, but yeah, I actually put a transfer in <laughs> clubs because right. I was like, do you know, F them, like, this is it, I'm done. They don't care about me, nobody cares. Yeah. Like, I was at war, my parents, everyone. Um, and that's what you do, you close everyone out, like, you shut down. Um, but we actually got a new coach and a brand new setup. I remember two of the girls called to the house and said, look, we're changing the whole wi- mm-hmm. system, like, it's just not working for yeah. you, for anyone. Um, and it wasn't, when we actually got to senior level at that, um, from you know that squad or whatever winning the whole way up um we c- never progressed in senior yeah. always had the ability and players but just hit a wall kind of um so a fresh change was needed luckily at yeah. the same time that i needed you know uh-huh. a lifeline um so yeah we brought in a brand new setup and coach and basically i was like okay you know, it wasn't something that I even told myself, right, I need to do this. But yeah. I don't know, I just got so sick of it that, like, I knew that I was coming to a point where I could have done anything, you know. Mm-hmm. I could have made any decision to, like, end things or what am I going to do? Am I just going to get up and move on and, yeah. and see will tomorrow actually be a better day? Um, but I went back playing with my club and just decided to make that decision where I'm going to commit myself and, you know... Um, Frankie was his name. Um, we just kind of clicked from the get-go, like. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girls had kind of told him that I was struggling. They felt like I was struggling a bit in my personal life. And he just opened up to me about, you know, things that yeah. were personal to him. And uh-huh. I don't know. I just felt like that it, he was the kind of one gateway in person I wasn't afraid to open up to. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes a, a complete stranger um, can be can be something huge and i i don't know i think i was just wasn't afraid i was never afraid you know um but yeah i I don't know as i said it was just a ticking time bomb and i was ready to release that somehow and he was that one person that i just broke down and said look this is the way it is and i don't know what to do and he said look if you stick with me and stick with the training like i promise you you will get there like yeah I promise you, like, you know, if you just stick with me, stick with the plan, you need to make this change in your life and go back to what used to make you happy. Yeah. Like, I will bring you back to the athlete you used to be, if not better. Yeah. Um, and I just trusted the process. Um, yeah. So he, it would have been that one coach, like, yeah. him that basically changed my life and sport, something that I've always... Yeah, the combination of the two. The combination of the two, but... Yeah, I just I just needed I needed a gateway, I needed a lifeline and he was that. Yeah. My club was that like just yeah. lose your way and Yeah, and it was being comfortable enough for someone just to open up about it and then whenever you sort yeah. of opened up it it, it, it improved yeah, then. Exactly. Um 
and it could have gone either way for me like yeah i might have never opened up about it mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and god only knows what would have happened um but i think as well though there's i've that competitive edge as well that I, i've gained you know yeah. by playing with milford playing with that club Mm-hmm. Um, that group of players I think there was just something at the same time that was extremely competitive in me that didn't want to give up Yeah. that just didn't want to give in do you know I've never I don't give in like yeah. ever I'd go fight tooth and nail like uh-huh. do you know before I'd give in um, and I think that's what it was I think it was just something underlying that wasn't ready to give yeah. up just yet um, and I think that's what's the most important thing uh, for people in general and and people that do struggle with their mental health is it might take years it might take a week well it won't but it might take yeah. years to recover from something uh-huh. but there is always there's always going to be some form of a light at the end of the tunnel like and yeah. it's very hard to get there but i don't think i'd ever be the athlete or the same person or i'd ever be as strong as I am now if it wasn't for that like yeah so I'd never take it back as hard and all as it was you know yeah well I suppose no matter probably what you do in the rest of your life there'll be nothing that'll be yeah as challenging as that situation yeah. to overcome like like any game or any exactly whatever it is like you know and I just feel like nowadays in society people don't have coping mechanisms you know they've kind of life has gone very smooth for them mm-hmm. so like when you do come to a head with something or you yeah. know there's a certain tragedy in your life people find it extremely hard to cope with it because they just don't know how like yeah um so i'm glad i've been through the wars um because i feel like even last year um i feel like if if it was if I was on different circumstances or I hadn't been through struggles or obstac- obstacles in the past, I possibly would have handled that very differently. Yeah. Um, and again, it was just you know another obstacle I had to face. But I think when you're when you're faced with something so tragic, it's extremely difficult. Yeah. How to you know? I, I think or deal with it. Like you know, so I think that that's something you hear a lot is having those coping mechanisms and different yeah. things and like for someone that could be the gym or it could be sport or exactly. could be opening up to somebody but it's yeah it's trying to figure out those mm-hmm. those ways isn't it like yeah but the, the big thing is probably i'm sure the big thing with you was just opening up about it yeah definitely it's just my my sport going back to what i fell in love with from day one yeah what's all, what's always made you happy do you know yeah that's what i taught to myself i was just like I need to just get back. Yeah, it's your purpose and your passion. Ashling, like, yeah. you know, exactly. It's it was yeah. my purpose in life always. It still is. Like, yeah. r- sport is my life. Like, um, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But yeah, you just eventually you just gotta decide. Like, yeah, do you want to keep pushing on or be stuck in the same? And like, if if you think you were looking back to you then, what what would you be telling yourself now? Like, what advice would you be giving yourself? Or anyone that's in that sort of situation what would you be telling them um just like it's just not worth giving up like on something mm. giving up on yourself like it's just it's just not worth it um and i feel like definitely for me anyway opening up and just talking about any sort of problem and i i feel like a lot of people find it as well that it's very hard to trust people mm-hmm. um but like I kind of at a stage now where I've confided in so many people and have a lot of people that yeah you know I I do would not trust now like or yeah. 
you know, could have told somebody else or just don't have a fear in opening up about your mental health because there's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a massive strength, like. I like and especially nowadays like people are 100% respected mm-hmm. for struggle because everybody struggles at some yeah. point in their life but I think it's just not having a fear about who to open up to or who you can trust yeah um because at the end of the day there's always going to pe- be people that double cross you or friends that you're going to lose you're going to lose 90% of the friends you know you yeah. grow up with like um but just not being afraid to voice your opinion or um, and just not giving up on it because yeah. I feel like the more effort you put in to find that gateway is um, the more you'll see the result like but yeah. if, if you stay at war with yourself then that's what you're going to get but I, I think too like whenever you whenever you keep it inside mm. whenever you start you have arguments in your own head yeah. and they're never positive no. you, know, you always think yeah. the worst and oh yeah it's absolutely. whenever maybe you say it and then you sit back and you realise maybe the situation's actually not the way I've been looking at it. You exactly. know, it's different and whenever it's in your head the whole time, you just you only think the worst. I think yeah. it's a human You're only human consulting thing, like. with yourself. Yeah. And that's not so a good consultant. No, like. exactly. And you're never gonna find out like yeah. what what is what is it? But like at the same time too, it might take someone else. Like uh, as I said to you, I went to counselling and things like that which one hundred percent work for people. At the time it didn't work for me. Yeah. Um, but it's just that you gotta keep fighting, like mm-hmm. you know, you gotta keep trying to figure out like what what is it that works for me. Now I kind of forgot for a second that like sport, yeah, of course. But when you're in that frame of mind, you're just you're just crying out for help. And um, but yeah, just making the effort. The more effort you put in, you know, the the better it gets. And I'm 100% I 100% back that like it took yeah. me years and and you still struggle it's not that it, it'll ever go away but there's so much strength to be gained from it yeah as I said I'd never take it back because I wouldn't be the same and I think without without struggle I think life would be extremely boring for me anyway yeah so I, th- I think um the struggle is what develops you definitely whatever it is you know yeah and you see it to people that, you know, if you get everything given your whole life, yeah. it's generally not a good thing. No. Your struggle is what makes you. It's what makes you the person who you are. Yeah. Um, extremely strong, like. Uh, but yeah. It's when you when you get over those obstacles is when you realise that it was all worth it, like. Yeah. Um, it's just obviously hard at that time, do you? Of course. I mean, I could be the strong, look like the strongest person in the world, but, yeah. um, do you know, you're only as strong as you, you make yourself to be, and yeah, by the effort you make. I think it's, I think it's really powerful to hear someone like yourself that, because obviously everybody is preaching now about mental health and stuff, yeah. but it's, you know, I think whenever you're in one of those whenever you're in that sort of mind frame it's well what 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 do you know what do you know you don't know my situation but exactly, i think yeah. when you know that someone has actually been through it mm. you know you can sort of take something from that yeah. there and um i'm sure there's going to be maybe one person listening can take something from that there which like is you know yeah is uh i think that's a, a really good thing. thing that's another advantage to it like is yeah and not even coming from me you know where i do have a platform to help mm-hmm. others but like even just opening up to someone 
personal in your life you never know what that might do for them because yeah. everybody has struggle Definitely. but not everybody opens up or talks about Watch it that, man that there's a gateway for them to maybe open exactly. up to you or someone else and I'm not alone in it like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're you're never going to be alone because people need to realize that everybody has something. Yeah. You're all you know, life is not going it's to be It's not perfect. No. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. No. Definitely so. not. Yeah, I think that's um I think that was really good. Thanks. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um so I always finish these here with like a quick fire round. Am I dying? <laughs> it's really simple. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> We're over an hour here now. <laughs> it's okay. I chat to watch it, didn't I? Oh, rambling and rambling. Because I'm like not the most intelligent, intelligent talker, so it's all, do you know? Um, <laughs> do you know? <laughs> so like, I'd say if you cut out all the cark. <laughs> I just like pedal Google Translate. <laughs> probably <it>. five minutes <laughs> of chat. I'll pedal on YouTube. It can have like the translate <laughs> on the bottom of it. <laughs> oh. I can't mind. Um, I think I had someone from Donegal on, and um, like a few ones were commenting, like I, I can't understand <laughs> any of what's being said here. It's like it's can good. You understand me? Aye. You don't need to say that. Well, I'll, I'll listen back and we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> like, hmm. I've just been nodding. Yeah. Yeah. Right, quick fire round. Oh, God. I'm so bad on the spot. Go on. It's easy questions. I'm not going to... Okay. Don't worry. True questions. Best GAA moment? Winning my first All-Ireland club. Okay. Worst GAA moment? Losing in my second year of captaincy with Cork. Toughest opponent? <laughs> hold on toughest opponent I don't know I think the person you mark in training should be your toughest so I'm going to say that fair enough we were always told that in Milford yeah which was true actually yeah anyone anyone of the club girls back then we were winning all Ireland's holy god real high standard training yeah. just yeah best uh, partying or drinking session after a win or a loss oh Definitely the club All Ireland. First All Ireland, yeah, back in Milford. Would you just have like a would you just big hurling or football there, or is it would it be predominantly Camogie in Milford? You know, would like you would just be the main team. Yeah, we would have been the main. Yeah, you would have been winning predominantly, like. Oh, as in. Within Milford. Yeah. So yeah. whenever like everybody like whenever you won, it was a big thing. Wasn't oh, it? Cause massive. Because we used to winning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. But when you win the first, though, even when you win everything, like yeah. when you win the first of something, it's still like you, your first ever medal. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely wrecked the place. And I will say, I actually lied. I didn't lie, but that that final worst GA moment um, was actually so. Let's say after our second club All Ireland. Uh-huh. We got to a semi-final of an All-Ireland the following year, right. but we were unbeaten in 20-something championship games. Kay. So from our first ever championship <coughs> game in 2012, when Frankie yeah. came, to our right. third year, going for three in a row, we were unbeaten in that entire time. 
in championship. Mm, we were on the heck. same record as the All Blacks. That was my worst GA moment, was losing that semi-final. It was genuinely like losing really? a family member. I'm not joking. You could bring up that conversation to any one of us six months down the line and the tears would just fill, but we won the other in the following year, so <laughs> we made up for it. Yeah. That was my worst moment. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, best advice to anybody, any young players, or just advice in general for for life, for Camogie? I think whatever you put into your sport is what you're going to get out of it. Um, and just what sport has done for me in general, it's changed my life. Like, mm-hmm. um, So I just feel like no matter how talented or whether you are or not, I think the harder you work at something like is when you're going to get the rewards. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it really. Just never give up on, on something that... Yeah. You know, you love and you dedicate your life to. I just don't think it's worth ever giving up on something like that. So just stick at it, give it a hundred and ten percent, and the rewards will come in some form. Good advice. Mm. Right. Thanks for coming on the podcast. <laughs>